0: is from a traveler named Will Redit 100. He called this one. It came from the Tangled Valley. Please, allow me to tell you his tale. The creature had large bat-like wings, red glowing eyes that could look into your soul. Its mouth is full of razor-sharp teeth, and according to another witness, it had a fishtail and gills, and this time its eyes were yellow. See where I'm getting it, Dave. People are too damn unreliable when it comes down to it. I throw a log into the fire. Well, I consider it a part of the fun. It'd be boring if the creatures we hunted were just sitting there. What's a journey with no obstacles? Huh. And what's a journey with only obstacles? I hand John my notepad. I got a call from someone up north of here. She thinks something is on her property. She also claimed that her farm animals have been going missing and that she hears loud noises in a barn at the bottom of some valley. John flips through the pages, could be another hoax. I shake my head, she sounded sincere. Or at the least, sincere enough for us to take a look around. John sighs, when should we leave? It will take the rest of tomorrow to get there. We can start driving now if that's easier for you. John stands up, I'll get my things from the cabin. You drive, I'm too anxious when I drive at night. One day later. The sun was setting over the mountains ahead as we moved to the lonesome farmhouse. On the front porch, a woman was fidgeting with a small ring on her finger. She looks up, worried. You dot dot dot, you're the people from the phone right. That's right. Can we sit? Oh, go ahead. A lady took her wrinkled hand off of her finger. John sits down. So, could you explain what has been happening here again? Oh, yes, of course. For the past few weeks, my animals have been disappearing from the barn over there. The redone. I also hear loud howls during the night, and I believe something was watching me through my window last night. It's the reason I decided to make the call. Can we see this window? We all make our way to the back of the house. The kitchen window was maybe five feet off of the ground. Well, it doesn't seem very big. The lady shrugs. I think it was hunched over. But it was too dark to tell. I don't care how big it is anyway. I just don't want whatever it is on my property. John examines the wall. Dave, come over here. At the bottom of the wall hidden behind the grass was a symbol carved into the wood. It seemed like a carving of a spider's web. Ma'am, have you seen this before? I didn't know until now. John looks around us in all directions. All right, why don't you go back inside? We'll do an overnight investigation of the property and the barn in the valley you told us about. Make sure the doors are locked. Do you have any guns? I have an old repeater in my closet. Good, if anything happens, shoot a round off at either whatever is on your property or in the air if there is too much happening over here. And for the love of God, make sure it isn't one of us first. The woman nods and heads back inside locking the doors to the house. John and I go back to our van and quickly gather our things. John loads a rifle. So, what do you think it is? It isn't a ghost. No ghost can haunt this much land at once. It's more likely to be either an animal or a cryptid. Whatever it is, it's been watching us. I noticed it when we were looking at the symbol. Don't be obvious. It's on the tree line near the house, by those two trees crossing over each other. I look over my shoulder making sure to look in all directions to avoid immediate suspicion. A large human-shaped figure stands on the tree line. The top of its head reaches a low-hanging branch. I saw it. Take the measuring tape too. I want to know how big it is. John grabs the tape. This might be a Bigfoot. The stories had to have started from somewhere. Very funny. There isn't such a thing, and we both know that. The only thing we could definitely prove exists that is anything like that is a shapeshifter. In that case, the code is Feet. in case a shapeshifter tries to turn us against each other. John laughs. Sure, you ready. Always. The sun finally sets, and the moon rises. We immediately check the spot we saw the creature in. I grab the measuring tape, putting it to the branch I saw its head reach. A little bigger than eight feet tall, we continue into the forest, making our way down into the valley below us. The foliage was thick and unforgiving to our misplaced steps. A moonlight fades away as we enter the valley. The noises of owls and crickets suddenly cease to exist. A pure silence engulfs us. Grapevines created a tangled mess. The deeper we went, the harder it was to move. I signaled to John to look ahead. On the bottom of a hill rests a small clearing. In the middle of the clearing was the barn, withered by time and rain. John moves forward, think it lives in there. Only easy way to know is to step in. I'll watch behind us. Haul out any movement. We move forward towards the old barn. The side door was wide open. An overwhelming stench drifts through the air. Coming from the barn, the floor and rafters were covered in the guts and bones of dozens of animals. Blood dripped down from above us. We slowly look around but do not encounter anything. Dave, look here. Behind the machine, there were carvings on the wall the same carving on the side of the farmhouse. These were much larger and more detailed. On the points were webs connected. A jawless skull was crudely marked. To the side of the machine were several small humps in the ground, buried in the dirt. John, I think. A gunshot interrupts me. We look at each other and rush out of the barn, returning to the farmhouse. Once we escaped from the tangled valley, we reached the house. Many of the windows had been shattered. The front door had been torn down or rather, ripped from the wall. We cautiously move upstairs, checking every room. We finally reach the bedroom. Her head faced us at the first step through the door. The rest of her body was hanging in the hands of the beast. It turns, looking at us in the eyes. It lets out a ferocious roar and throws the corpse at me, knocking me unconscious. I wake up some time later. The house was quiet, and John was nowhere to be found. I move the corpse of the woman off of me and drag myself away. John. Damn it, John. I walk out onto the grass field. The cool breeze pushes against me as I drop to my knees. The creature was ripping John apart. Other smaller creatures ate at his flesh. I pull out my pistol, steadying my aim to the monster who killed my friend. It finally noticed me and looked at me as if it somehow knew what I had in my hands. It charged forward as I shot. One shot. One shot. Two shots, three. The gun jams, but I suppose this is only fair for not protecting him. I'm sorry, John. The creature tackles Dave and grabs his head. It crushes his skull with one hand and smashes his body into the ground many times out of ferocious rage, easily throwing him into his van across the field, knocking it over. The creature sits down and tends to its wounded arm. Behind it, one of its children lay. Shot by a stray bullet, the creature roars in agony, cradling the lifeless body. It stands up and walks back home to bury another of its hunted young. Back to the tangled valley, where it was born. As the creature and its young disappear, the sun rises over the mountains, signaling the start of a new day. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day.